Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica. And I am Chris Eaton. Oh, it is 2024, Jessica. It is a brand new year, which also means that we are kicking off the 70th anniversary of the reason why we do this show. <laughs> now, the official 70th anniversary is still months down the line. That is the beauty about having an anniversary towards the end of the year. You got all year to properly exploit it and celebrate it. Yeah. How are you doing, Jessica? How's your holidays been? How is how's everything going for you? I I think without going into detail, I wanted the year to end strong and start strong, but it ended up like a mixed bag of both. <laughs> so I it's like good and bad. Like everyone seems to be having something going on, like end yeah. of twenty twenty three into twenty twenty four. I had mm. a friend who had like lost all their luggage or something coming back from the end of 2023 but they're like oh the new year's gonna be fine and when the new year came washer dryer broke and it, it was like it was like what what is going on <laughs> yeah i can relate to that i've i mean jessica knows and i don't want to go too deep into it i had some uh, personal a slightly personal passing so, um, so yeah, it's been a mixed bag coming back from Japan high and then going to a deep low during the holidays, but we're not here to, that's the beauty about new year. It's fresh start. We're look forward and we're going to celebrate accordingly. Yes. <laughs> I love this oh. thing. See if I can get in work. I feel like Mel Brooks and Spaceballs. Merchandising. Oh. <laughs> Best $44 I've ever spent. <laughs> I, I had a friend be like, I hope to not get mold or like I enjoy mold or something like that. Because I didn't realize it was steam. It is. Hold on. Ready? Ready? It's cold. It's, it's cold. cold. To the oh, yes, it's not okay. hot. Okay. And I put huh. two drop two. There's a little droplet that comes with this thing, so you pop this guy open, and you just squeeze okay. like more than. And it's. I've not. I've set this thing off like 20 times, and it's still not run out of water yet. So. It's like a drop of water. Yeah, it's just a little dropper. Like there, you just like two squeezes of it filled this thing up enough to where I, I've cranked up the fire. At least 20 times already. Oh One my more goodness. time. It's this is a man that's going to turn 40 in four weeks. No, but it, it's it's well worth it. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I saw it at Target for 60 bucks, but you said 44? Because... I price matched. Oh. But the key is you have to catch when Walmart's stock is um, is up. It's not out of stock because they're going to try to sidestep. I took a nice little screenshot when it was in stock when I got it at Target. I ordered it, and then when I went to pick it up, I had them price match. 
So they gave me a nice little refund too. So believe me, the last uh, two weeks have been uh, bonkers because I've done something I haven't done in a long time. And that has been toy hunting because uh, our neck of the woods got all of the Godzilla Kong merchandise super early because the good folks, the, the good people who work at Walmart don't care about street dates. They don't care at all. I uh, managed to find one like two days after Christmas and I started like, you know, bouncing around. I'm like, yeah, it was like a Monday. I'm like, oh, tonight they're gonna put out more. And the person that I, I got the first one from, which by the way, you can go to our YouTube channel and I've reviewed every one of these figures. It is youtube.com at the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Why don't you go and subscribe? Because uh, got a lot of fun stuff up there now. I've been cranking, cranking stuff out. So, um, yeah. So I started looking around the WalMarts in my area, and lo and behold, before two of them closed in, let's just say less than desirable areas that Ooh, <laughs> encompass okay. Southern California, uh, there were uh, pallets out. So I. Um, made the trek to these neighborhoods at five in the morning to make sure that I would be there. One of them lied to me, like the dirty <laughs> dogs that they are, didn't put out the figures. And I, to this day, I still don't think they put out the figures. So I went to the second one, which is even sketchier neighborhood. And they were still stalking as I walked in and they hadn't put out any of the Godzilla boxes. And I just kind of went like, Hey, um, you guys going to open these? And the lovely woman's like, Oh, what do you need? I'm like, I'm I'm just looking like these are all different. Oh, let me open them for you. Here, take this, take this. I'm like, yes. So there is, there's a thing about toy hunting. Not only is it you're looking for the thing you want. Not only do you, does it taste sweeter when you get a deal on it? Meaning you didn't buy it aftermarket or you didn't buy it flipped or the biggest thing you found it in the wild. That's that's always the sweet. That's the <laughs> sweetest gem. What makes that that fruit juicier is when you get it before everyone else. And yeah. Oh, ooh, yeah. like I haven't felt that rush in a long time. Even though I'm like, hey, I'm gonna review these. I probably keep one or two. And I have friends and acquaintances who have kids that wanted Godzilla figures, so I'm like, I will pass these along to them. But, uh, man, there was nothing better than than other toy collectors going, where'd you find them? Like, you got them already? I'm like, yes. You don't know my secret yet. You don't. <laughs> it is, it is, yes, it's it's the thrill of the hunt. Like, to be fair, yes, most of those figures I have posted are now in the hands of age-appropriate people. So, that, I got some flack for not opening one of the boxes because... It was going to be a late Christmas present to somebody, and I was not going to be that kind of dick and open up something that was going for a six-year-old. So, um, but when I found this guy, this is one Christmas keeping. Yes. If you find an extra, let me know. I will. Uh, our mutual friend George actually pre-ordered two from oh. a Target in his area, and we went to go pick it up. Someone had sold it out from under him. So 
you're not guaranteed anything in this life, including your pre-orders. Okay. If you and George find one, let me know. I just haven't had time. I saw it on our channel, and mm -hmm. then I haven't had time to go out to look for one. The local Target I was at claimed that they had two, but I didn't have time to go down the toy aisle because, um, for those who know, I needed to get coffee, and I needed to get in and out of that area those are sophie's choices at I had, in and out. Coffee I had to come home and i had something to do so i was like no and uh everybody who is knows chris risked his life for less than desirable areas to bring toy reviews I was it makes, like, <laughs> it's unearned street cred for this fat white guy no, <laughs> going into no. going to shady parts of east la to find toys to toy hunt because no. this is what I do. Yes. No, shanking mm. has no discrimination. No, it doesn't. It really so, doesn't. So, no. risks. Yeah, but I did. There was a guy though, um, because uh, <laughs> I went to my. There's a Walmart near me that, like, a day after I found the other things, I'm like, I'm gonna just go look around, and uh -huh. the toy aisle was empty because it's that weird dead week in between Christmas and New Year's. I call it Void Week. It's when you're out of school, you get it's the week you get to enjoy all your Christmas presents uninterrupted. Like it is the week where you're allowed to enjoy everything before you go back to the realities of school. That's how it was for me growing up. As an adult, I realized everyone is out of town, no one is at work, no one cares. You could do anything this week. It is the one week of the year where essentially you can worship to whatever demon god that you worship to, and if he brings about the apocalypse, no one's going to care. Because everyone is just in their own little bubbles, getting over Christmas and looking forward to New Year's. So, um, there was a there was a gentleman in uh, we kind of locked eyes in the toy aisle as I was looking to scope at the top because I, I that's what I had learned from some of the WalMarts they were putting the one the ones that were breaking street date were putting them up on top. I found the little crystals, and this dude just looks at me and, he's, and he sees me holding the the crystal yeah. sets and he's just kind of looking at me like hey man are you gonna buy all those i'm like no can i get like two i'm like yeah here so like, oh cool thanks man and then he stops he's like look i'm gonna be honest with you man if it was the other way around i don't know if i would have done the same thing i'm like yeah i know that's it's a rule the, it's, it's, it's a jungle out here <laughs> and, uh, it's uh i would understand if you decided not to part with your prey so that's toy hunting. But hopefully uh, <laughs> he learned the spirit so of stupid. giving. It's he so learned stupid. the spirit of giving. And then the next I hope, yeah, I hope he had a Grinchian moment where his heart grew too, two sizes, too big, but not into the case of having a heart attack, Andre the, Andre the Giant style. And perhaps he learned a thing before he took those little crystal Godzillas and flipped them online for a ridiculous amount. So, um, but yeah, the fervor, it's interesting, oh, the fervor over children's toys. I was watching everyone lose their minds online because a couple other Walmarts around here, I knew it was like, I knew the only the West Coast Walmarts were getting them because when I was looking on eBay and kind of like keeping track of all the bandits of people screaming and yelling about scalpers, the furthest I saw anybody selling anything on it was Las Vegas. So it's like, okay, they're not back East yet. So I'm like, these are, they're Playmates toys. 
they're they're children's toys, and someone was paying like a hundred and thirty dollars for the giant, not even the remote Godzilla, like the big one that was put out. Yeah, the one, yeah. all the stuff I review, I'm just looking at them like, you guys are nuts. You guys are absolutely bonkers. But that's what happens when you have nothing going on, and everyone wants to be first through the door. So thankfully, things have evened out now. I've uh, on all of our little uh collector groups that were on i'm starting to see people like back east pick up there so it feels like everyone who wants one is now getting one but um yeah for like a good week and a half there it was it was uh it was like killed or be killed over dumb plastic toys i saw it on my facebook and on my instagram (laughs) reels i was like what is going on i mean i knew what was going on but i had other personal things going on so Mm -hmm. i was like go out i that's the only one i'm interested in getting but I haven't gotten it. You have no idea how much joy this brings in my, in the void of my life at the moment. When I put when I popped this thing out, like I it was it was like I was five again, and I had the little remote controlled bootleg Godzilla from Radio Shack, which goes oh. to show how old you, we are getting. Do you remember that one? Yes, the red- I do. I do. Yeah. That it just I was getting like I was getting like non flashbacks and just like oh my god like I'm four and I'm in the in the kitchen of my of my old house and just this dumb thing is right and it also had the smoking thing but back then you put like oil into the head and it heated up because safety regulations be damned and it would shoot the smoke out of the mouth this yeah. one's just simple water because now we got cooling coils so <clears throat> yes and I'm glad it's cold water. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I was legit shocked by when I put my hand. I'm like, let's see how warm this is because I have an electric tea kettle. That <laughs> water's warm. Yeah, this is not. This actually feels like it feels like Freon when it comes out. It's it's, oh. it's wild. Yeah, it's kind of wild. But I'm assuming that's just for safety reasons because safety you're gonna let kids, some kid's gonna probably have a blast in his face, and it's like we don't need lawsuits coming in. People getting like kids getting their faces scolded. So. We digress. There's things to talk about, and today, Jessica, we are reviewing a show that has had a lot of interesting, well, let's just say discussion about it for the last month and a half. It is. It is. So, it is, you know, Monarch, Legacy, Monster. (coughs) I see people say things like, this is amazing, I can't wait for season two, give me more. And others are like, okay. <laughs> I'll say this. Look, in the last couple of weeks, I think you and I discussed this at the um, at the beginning of our uh, minus one review. Uh, uh-huh. Because by the time we got around to that, was the it, like the fervor had really hit its, uh, for no pun intended, its apex. <laughs> we're going to talk about it later. Um, but it was the fact that, one, people were talking about Godzilla, and they were talking about it positively, and they were it, – it was like I, – I know you had people talk to you that don't normally give two squats about Godzilla. I have had people that know I'm into Godzilla, but they would never shake their leg at Godzilla, calling me like, did you watch this movie? I'm like, I went to Japan to watch it, yes. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, I – Hello. Yes, I've been screaming to the heavens about this since I was nine years old. Godzilla is amazing. 
Like, just give it a give them a shot. They're like, no, no, like this was a legit great movie. Like this, this was fantastic. In that same breath, I was getting people out of the blue hitting me up about Monarch because for some reason, when you turn, you could have the biggest show movies on the face of the planet, but if you turn it into a streaming show, for some reason, that gets all kinds of other people who would never bother to go to the movies and watch it to watch the thing that you've been screaming to watch, at people to watch. My cousin, uh, family members, friends, they're like, hey, you're watching that Monarch show, aren't you? I'm like, is the Pope Catholic? Yes, of course I'm watching it. This is the, <laughs> look, this is the only, this is the only way Apple was diabolical. I have never purchased an Apple anything in my entire life because I've been a PC guy through and through. I was trained on Apple in school. I hate them. I don't like Apple's products. I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'm like, I draw the line in the sand. I'm an Android man. I don't like Apple. Chris, you're going to have to pay us legitimate money because we have a Godzilla show. Damn it! So, <laughs> they got me. So, yes. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, we have, yes, I have been watching Monarch. I've actually been watching it with my brother who went deep diving once I bought Apple. He found, he discovered like 20 different shows on there. He's like, there was the, um, is it Severance with Adam Scott? Yeah. He's like, are you watching that? I'm like, I... He couldn't stop. He wouldn't shut up about it. And then I put on Monarch, and he's sitting there. He's like, "I'm in it, but the show's frustrating me." I'm like, "I get it. I, abs I absolutely get it." Meanwhile, I had other people, like you said, going, "This is awesome. This I can't get enough." I'm like, "Yeah, it's great, but I already knew where exactly where it was going." So we're not going to dive too deep into Monarch because. Uh, Jessica, you got to watch most of it while we were in Japan, right? Yes, I had the press screening through Apple, mm -hmm. uh, through Neil over at Dorkaholics. Thank you to Dorkaholics, a shout out, because uh, they've also put some of, like whenever I'm put on there, they also said Jessica's from the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, so we want to always cross-promote. And I was given the first eight episodes and then the last two episodes. Uh, from there. And I will say what I, what I love about the PR team is they always break down what questions you cannot ask during an interview. And if you don't catch up with the screeners, the spoilers are right there. So they're so, making sure you're covered. So people, if you have screeners, watch them because when you do work an interview, you might get spoiled if you're not caught up. I, I, can I, I real quick, not to digress too much, but we told the story a couple times on here for those who, you know, who haven't listened to like the back, back issues, the, sorry, I'm trying to fiddle something down here. Anyway, um, years ago, the, you know, I've just, as I, as I've, you know, told the story, Jessica and I met on press lines, we were doing press for the DC animated movies. And so you and I have a long history of doing these interviews and um, I have walked into a fair amount of them because prepping for one, because at times it'd be a studio is doing it and not just a yeah. particular production. And so they're like, well, if you're going to, you know, you want to talk to the cast of the flash, you need to talk to these people for this new show that we're pushing that, You've, we didn't send you any screener, screeners for, 
and maybe four episodes have been out, and if you've not watched it, well, that's on you. I have come up on on the seat of my ass questions that have got me out of holes that you would have not you would not believe how deep I got dug into. I say the best example is, uh, of this was Comic Con. I want to say twenty. 16 or 20 2015 or 2016 okay uh, we did the warner brothers animation um panel so it was a lot of adult swim stuff so yeah. um it actually it might have been t- earlier than that, 2014 because it was the mike tyson mysteries aqua teen hunger force um rick and morty and then your pretty face is going to hell so your pretty face had already been on I had seen two episodes of it. I knew Rick and Morty in and out. I knew Aqua Teen in and out. Those are, I was like ready to go. And then at the last second, because Mike Tyson was actually coming in to do the interview, they told us one question per person for Mike so we can move him along. So was, that was like, Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. But they're like, Hey, we got the, your pretty face goes to hell people. And you got all the time in the world. And I am, now going crap i have seen like two episodes of the show i don't know a single thing about so as they're working their way down the press line i'm on my phone like flipping through like what else these guys have done like i knew dana snyder was with him but there's like and i saw one of them did the too many cooks video i'm like there we go there we go and i managed to squeeze 25 minutes out of an interview and ask Two questions about the entire show and got a whole different interview out of the guys just because I had to, I had to figure something out. So it's going in with the pitch. So yes. little lessons, little lessons. Yes. And and obviously we know as press, uh, there's an embargo. So some of the things that we talk about today, I knew like weeks ago. Yeah. But honestly had like no one to talk to about it. But also I don't know who has the screeners and who don't. And even though some people are press, they'll post mm. for an embargo. Yeah. So I don't trust anybody I talk to. <laughs> it's almost like you become like a member of the stone cutters. Like you guys have to give each other the secret look and then the handshake, you know, just to understand like, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Like, yes. are you part of this? Are you part of this cabal? Yes. And, and will you post and then like backstab me? Mm-hmm. And be like, so I was like, to talk to. Yeah. So I am excited that we could talk about it today. <laughs> so let's let's delve into it. So Monarch has it, so it's sandwiched nicely in between the bit of Godzilla mania that's going on right now. Um, it debuted. So we saw minus one in Japan, November third. You technically yes. saw it earlier than that, but. Yeah. That's just for argument's sake, say November yeah. 3rd right November now. For both this of was us. two so yeah, two weeks later, uh two episodes of this come out, and then two weeks after that is the movie the minus one opens in America. And much like it reminded me of like when Mandalorian was wrapping up season one, but it wasn't over yet, but we had uh, Rise of the Skywalker coming out. And it felt like one was taking the wind out of the other. And for good reason. Um, like Monarch was was gaining steam, but a lot of people, much like my aforementioned brother, were like, 
So you're giving me a 45-minute episode, and in that, you're giving me a total of, like, four minutes of monster action. Okay, I see what you're doing here. So there was a little bit of that going on, and then when Minus One finally reached American Shores, everyone it felt like everyone went from... Yeah, we're, we're going to go talk about the Japanese movie more than we are talking about the show with Kurt goddamn Russell on it and uh, him, you know, hanging out with Godzilla. Because even though, like, as I was trying to explain to people, I'm like, there's not going to be a ton of, like, Godzilla. There's no way the budget's going to allow that. People were still kind of shocked and surprised by the fact of how little in terms of monsters are. And I, it's, it's astonishing to me that people don't quite understand how budgets work today, especially for like streaming shows, even though in any other world, this would have never happened. This show would have never aired on any network TV because they're not going to spend. Clearly this show costs about $150 million easy, but um, it's just the fact that like there's a show that takes place in between two different Godzilla movies has Godzilla and other monsters in it, and yet we everyone's still going like, what else you got? So I want to be fair with my assessment. Um, overall, I found more to like about Monarch than I didn't like. I'll put it that way. Do I have issues? Quite a bit. But the stuff that worked worked brilliantly and uh they got me on the things i love because they played with the lore and they built the lore yes but the other thing is if suffers from the things i can't i cannot stand about streaming shows is that you have a mystery box and instead of telling us what's in the mystery box you want to you want to spend the eight of the episodes showing us how you're unraveling the mystery box when we just we want like Brad Pitt, we want to know what's in the box. Like just put <laughs> us to the box. What's in the box? That's what we that's what we want. It's you know <sighs> I I've not watched Squid Games. I've not watched Game of Thrones. There are so many of these shows now, especially in a you know, now that we network TV's kind of like on its last legs and everything is a Netflix or stream, you know, any kind of streaming show, they're all they they follow this formula that I've grown weary of, and they all kind of kind of weirdly copy Lost's like uh, mo, where first things first, oh, we got to have the flashbacks because that's how we're going to stretch out this nonlinear storytelling, and then we'll give you just this much progression each episode. Before yeah. uh, we go back into, you know, giving you the character backgrounds. I'm like, I want to go into a world. I want I want to come back to a world where we just do linear storytelling. I just want my linear storytelling back. Like, here's the problem. Here's where we have to go. Here's where we have to get to it. You can give me character development in between there without needing to needlessly flash back for character moments that aren't really going to pay off anything other than you're just trying to tell us who this person is. I'm like, there's better writing. I don't know. It feels lazy to me and I'm not knocking the writers per se, but this is a trope that I'm kind of over. Uh, before you I watching a K drama though, because like it's always about reincarnation, like mm -hmm. who they used to be in the Joseon era. And mm -hmm. then you see them again in their modern time. 
so they were always meant to be. Yes. Like I mean, some is done well. Yes. But some is definitely interesting. I am. I love K drama. It's mm-hmm. actually we were actually talking about it. Character mm-hmm. development is done really well. I am a little bit tired of flashbacks. But and what I like about Monarch is I was trying to explain it to a friend who accidentally actually came in halfway through the show. And I was like, buddy, it's three timeline flashbacks. And he's like, what the? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? And then I was like, <laughs> it's three. It's yeah. three. It's almost like, oh my God, I forgot which movie it was recently where it's actually, or show where you actually figure out it's actually two different timelines. Oh crap! It's gonna come to me. Listen, you're not thinking of Outlander, are you? Well, Outlander is one, but Outlander makes it evident. There yeah. is. It's not like the Lake House with Sandra Bullock or anything, but it's definitely a show or a movie. Um, it's gonna come to me after, where mm-hmm. people were confused where they were in the timeline, so they mm-hmm. thought the characters were like in this, not in the same room, but in the same time, and then yeah. you, the twist was as you're realizing you're figuring out that they're actually in two different timelines. So it was one of those where at least this one, it was a little bit more evident because the actors mm-hmm. are younger or older or younger version or older version portrayals. But yeah. I even had a friend who thought, didn't realize it was 2015 and was like, oh, I thought we were doing a 2023 situation. No, no. <laughs> that was the thing like, yeah, my cousin kept. Um, she got into it, and she's she like she knows I like Godzilla. She doesn't watch anything Godzilla, but she has two little little kids at home. So like many parents, yeah. her and her husband get caught up in whatever they can stream because it's you're chasing a eleven month old around and a two year old around, and it's it's chaos. So you get whatever you get. Um, so she's sending me a million questions, like especially when they dropped the hint about Kurt Russell's age. And she's like, how in the hell is he all, almost 90? I'm like, well, if you know anything, I'm like, I was trying not to be snarky, but at the same time, I'm like, if you watch enough shows and you watch enough movies and you know a trope, like there's there's a mystery to be unraveled here because if he's almost 90, then that means something happened. So I doubt they're going to just leave that hanging like a carrot for everybody to bite onto and there's nothing in it. So I'm like, just just let it play out. So overall, overall. Okay. The stuff that I loved about Monarch, and there are there were times I was legit in love with this show. I love the world building that it does. And there was moments where at first I was I, I was kind of sitting there a little confused. I'm like, well, because the thing I hate is that when you have an established timeline that's very kind of it, it, it's established, but it's kind of loose. So there's gaps you could fill in. And when you go in to fill in those gaps, but you want to put your own creative stance, I've seen enough times where people will add things and it kind of doesn't make sense continuity wise. When everything played out, I give um, the writers all the credit in the world because it does seem like they really paid attention to the the yes. timelines and yes. really laid everything out. So all the lore and the world building, um, especially at the very end with Bill, because when we come into Kong Skull Island and Bill is desperately trying to get funding for the Skull Island exp- 
expedition. Like halfway through the show, I'm sitting there, this is back in my head, I'm like, if you guys had all the funding in the world, then how in the hell in Kong are you guys, you know, is, first off, it's some Star Wars stuff because much like Star Wars, we went from Ewan McGregor to um, Alec McGinnis McGinnis in a 20 year period. And it's like, living in the sun will do a lot of damage, but. Man, that's not just the sun. That's heavy drinking for twenty years too to age you that bad. Like you go they, from the they dude. Feel dirty. <laughs> yes, you go from the dude from Workaholics that's not Adam Devine uh, to John Goodman in the course of I think it's like nine and a half years at that point because I think the, the it ends at sixty three yeah. to like seventy. Is it 72, 70, 72 or seventy three? I forgot which year, but I'm like. That's not a long time. Like, this dude, I mean, I get it. He lost his best friend, and he lost his wife, and he's raising a kid on his own. But to end up like John Goodman, like, that is some hard living for the next eight to ten years. Like, like yeah. you, you, yeah, I'm like, it's, it's, it's what I hated about Dark Phoenix, amongst other things. And look, I try... I try to find the greatness in every in every movie, but Dark Phoenix, I walked away like wanting to just like throw my drink at the screen because I'm like, you, you somehow made it worse than X Men Three. But the thing that bothered me is like you couldn't take a little flower and dust up Magneto's hair just a smidgen to show that the man is aging at least. I'm like, it's the cheapest thing you could have done. But no one could be bothered. I'm like, we've already gone over 30 years with this character. Just a little, you know, touch of gray in the hair. That's all I would have been asking. Much like much like the the Iron Fist show, just put the bandana on. That's all I want. Just put the damn bandana on. So when you're playing with that stuff like that with aging, especially when you have two different actors, give me a little bit of... Where does this go to this person? Sadly, look, and I love John Goodman to death. He's one of my, he is top tier, all-time favorite TV dad. It's him and Uncle Phil. Those are my two TV dads. Those are those are the Mount Rushmores. But John Goodman's a man in his mid-60s, and um, he's gone through considerable weight loss from weight gain. So when you see him in Kong Skull Island, like he's in that in-between part, I'm like, Give me something from this dude who's clearly 41 years old to John Goodman, who's 64. Like, how's he aging 20 years in eight years? Like, just give me a little something. Beyond that, beyond that, the building of the timeline, seeing yes. the Rio Bravo uh, bombing, the all, like, pretty much we get, you know, the first, like, three episodes building to the, you know, the government trying to kill Godzilla. That stuff was great. All the flashback with Lee, Bill, and Kiko, I adored the hell out of it. They were the best characters in the entire show. Absolute best. And every time we, we spent time with them, like the show was was hitting its mark. I'm like, we could have just did the whole show with the flashbacks, and I would have been perfectly happy. I understand like you're trying to fill gaps and build some other story here, but <clears throat> what is clearly the B story was far better than the A story. The A story is where I had my problems. And it had nothing to do with Kurt Russell because the man is a a demigod to me. And believe me, I'm not going to lie. There was a moment when, I think it was like episode six, 
when he's screaming at um at Kate, he's like, I'm not trying to stop Godzilla. I'm trying to help him. I just went, oh. he said he's trying to help Godzilla. Like my two childhood heroes are on the same screen. Like they're like nine-year-old me just in my head. It's just like a single tear going down the th- I'm like, this is truly a beautiful future we live in where Kurt goddamn Russell is on a Godzilla show. And the, those words are coming out of his mouth. I loved it. Everything with the kids who are grown-ass adults, I could not stand whatsoever. They were the most annoying, frustrating characters. And the writing, like, I'm not I'm not knocking the actors themselves because an actor is only as good as the material that they are given. So don't, I'm not sitting here knocking the actors. I'm knocking the writing and the performance they were told to give for these characters and it's the thing I hate about modern writing is that you make little kids the smartest people in the room. And for some reason, people who are supposed to be grown-ass adults act like little kids. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate this idea of these, these wildly immature 20-somethings. Because these are not – they're not 18. These are people in their mid-20s. Some of them – one of them is pushing their late 20s. And they all act like they're 16 years old. No, no. I hate this trope. I hate the style of writing. I absolutely detest it. And this is where the show lost a lot of the goodwill that the other parts of the show built up. Just there's even my I turned to my brother and he's like, So what do you think so far? I'm like, I hate that the Kate character is giving me a migraine with how she's acting as, you know, a person in the situation. And my brother would always bring up He's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of like blown away that they are globetrotting and magically, as they're on the run from the government, they all have all the proper equipment they need to be in the, in the environment they're in. Ice, they're they got all the cool like ice climber stuff. They're in the desert. They're in desert gear. It's like they're making action figures, but we're never getting action figures of these characters. I'm like, yes, you're quite right. So, Jessica, your thoughts as I replenish here real quick no i um i actually i mean up until whoever saw last episode i'm fine with tim mm-hmm. uh, the office the older office worker who basically great. uh great. Him out. um mm-hmm. i actually was telling my best friend and sam as we've mentioned i was like you know what this is which they don't really do i'm like if you think about it this is a love story modern I mean, we meant of the older, of, of Lee, Bill, and Keiko. I yes. was like, this is a love story. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it's a romance. And yes. he was like, oh, okay. Well, um, no, it, did, it clearly came off like that, especially once we yeah. got to the end game, if you will, of the show. Yes. Like, I'm like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a romance, right? Mm-hmm. It can be romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay, I think all of their budget went into Godzilla fighting like the Iron Dragon, like whatever it is mm-hmm. going through all, all that him coming out of the desert. He is dr- all, I believe their yeah. budget went to them and Kurt Russell. I don't mm-hmm. know what his fee is, but I was definitely. I'm pretty like, sure oh, he probably, I guarantee he took a little bit of a snippet because yeah. he's getting his son some work. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they did yeah. a good job casting, you know, father and son. Absolutely brilliant. I love that was a brilliant stroke. Yes. Doing the father and son as the same yeah. character. That I absolutely love. That aspect. Yes. When they leaned into some of the more sci-fi aspects of the show, yes. this is where they were at their strongest. When it came to the human drama of 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 Kate, um, Kitaro, and May, I, I was going to have an aneurysm from how much like these these characters are are just. I'm like, not yeah. like. There's no pragmatism whatsoever with them. Everything is a is a big deal, and everything is just you turned up to ten. And there are times I can use. You, you're watching Kurt Russell because Kurt was one of the best aspects of the modern stuff. And you can tell he's even like, look, I'm just going to Kurt Russell it up and uh, <laughs> hopefully that'll make it. I'm like, yes, thank you. I, it's, it's the breath of fresh air. Like, I, you know, I, I just feel like once they realized they had Kurt Russell, they're like, we got to write something in the ice because we got to redo thing as much as we can. So we got to put Kurt Russell back in the damn ice in snow gear fighting monsters. So. That's the first thing I picked up on when they were fighting the, um, I think it's the Ice Fark. I'm like, you guys just wanted to sit outside and ask him, what was it like making the thing? Yeah, Because yeah. that's what you're doing here. Yes, yes. And so the moment, like, it opens up great, you know, when we get to see Mother Longlegs and John Goodman, like an older mm -hmm. Bill Randa, all that stuff. The twist with the Randa kids, like, how they are related but the moment I saw Keiko fall into the thing, I thought of a line that also Sam likes to quote a lot from Psych, the show. Mm -hmm. No body, no crime, Sean. Like, we never saw yeah. her. You saw her fall. And obviously it's answered as we're mm -hmm. watching those. There will be spoilers in this episode, but some people are not able to catch up. But obviously, you know, she was going to come back around, right? She's a huge yeah in the situation there were definitely moments where you could see coming mm -hmm. i think the strong parts for me were the flashbacks with bill uh lee and keiko and modern day tim tim was someone that you hated and then you kind of understood and then you went mm -hmm. to the end and you, what what is going on i do love mostly the lore yes with hollow earth what is going on what's going on beyond around the world i do like i wish they made smart young adult characters not also annoying but i did like the fact that kate did yell at the head of monarch mm -hmm. when that, in, in the van when the woman i think it was episode eight or something where she's yeah. trying to ban them and she says i don't work for you first mm -hmm. of all you can't yell at me Two, your company's done nothing. Your organization, mm -hmm. we found him, we did this, we've been on the run. We, and that was one of the stronger points of the character. You know, it was a good solid B show for me. Mm -hmm. I would watch it with friends. But anyone who was expecting, I was one of those optimistic people that wanted more Titans and monsters. Yeah. Because I, but I should have learned from Game of Thrones that even with the large budget, you're only going to see the dragons so many times. Very much so. That yeah. I was, that was, that I expected. Like going in, I'm like, I, I'm like, we'll probably see Godzilla maybe like out of the ten episodes, maybe like four or five times. 
and they're probably going to save the best for like the last episode, which shocking they did. Yes. Um, yes. I did not expect to see Kong. Neither did I. That was a nice, pleasant surprise at the That very was end. a huge shock for me. Which, if they do do a season two, do do a season two. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird to say. I'm sorry. If the if we do get a season two, I would love for them to actually flip the focus, and so season one's Godzilla focused, and season two's Kong focused. It would be a nice change mm. of pace for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you. Like when they when they're building the lore. Setting up everything, and I they did do a, I would say a pretty good job of pulling off connecting the strings. Yes, the episode that won me over, which I expected to be the episode to hate the most. I'm like, we're getting May's backstory, it's coming up, and she's the one character I care Woo! the least about. Yes, because... it pays off though. And yeah, it walked away. I'm like, oh, I'm like, about 20 minutes in when I'm yes. like, wait. She's working for some tech firm. There's a big tech firm in Godzilla and Kong. Now they, I'm like, they're not doing this. They're not doing what I think they're doing. And then when the when she name drops Simmons, I'm like, you shut your mouth. You're not doing what I think you're doing. <laughs> and then at the very end, like I'm sitting there and I'm like leaning forward when they look when when Monarch's like, well, we made a deal with them, so we gotta, you know, May's free to go. And I'm like, this isn't what I think it is. And then when they pull back to like the rebranding, I'm like, you. Dirty bastards! You pulled Apex into this, and you're fu- yes. you're giving them a backstory. I'm like, if they do the thing that I think they're going to do and turn them into the Hydra to Monarch's shield, I'm like, this show has completely redeemed itself. I'm like, I I was like, what? I like got out of my chair. I was on I my mean, couch. I was like, what? yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, this because again, like, I love Godzilla and Kong. But I, much like everyone, like you can tell that movie got cut down to the bare minimum. There is a lot more stuff going on. There's, and I'm like, Apex as a as an entity has a lot of potential. I love the idea of like an anti monarch, like because once you discover there's a world where giant monsters exist and there's a second sub world, I'm like, no, there's money to be had. And now you've entered like a new sort of uh, weapons. Um, race because now it's like well nuclear weapons aren't your big thing you got giant monsters and one i love the idea of like a lex luther style like billionaire character like no 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 we we're not going to you know rely on godzilla to be our hero we will make our own godzilla and i'm like yes like the those characters they're that portion of that movie i know it got cut down a bit but yeah. i'm like there's 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 juice to be squeezed from this whole organization. And when, when they ended at the end on Skull Island, like Apex is there and there's two years now in between the gap because play with time dilation. Again, something I'm like, okay, cool. Yes. This all makes sense. But Kong coming out, I'm like, oh, okay. This fills in a lot of gaps of like Apex setting up everything, how they had access to like Monarch tech stuff from Skull yeah. Island. Like how really get yeah. like, you Wait, diabolical no. bastards! This, this, you have won me over. Like now, I'm in because this is what you. This is what I want. I want, I want lore and world building, and that episode gave it to me in space. Where I'm like, all right, I'm I'm hooked in for the rest of the ride. Let's 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 do this. So, it's doing stuff like that. It's the um, establishing like so. 
they still haven't like Godzilla and Kong. They you know they were still trying to establish like we can't get into Hollow Earth proper because there's a gravity field. So when they ended up in the portion of Hollow Earth that they you know that right, Kate right. and Lee and and that's where uh, Keiko was there for when she said I've only been here for like 57 days and you start doing like okay so a day there is a year outside so that's the time dilation it's because godzilla and kong they explain like there's a heavy gravity field inside and when you play with gravity that distorts time so if there's little pockets like before you go into the hollow earth and once they explain like no this isn't hollow earth proper this is like a pocket that's kind of in the bigger geode if you will and like all works you and the gravity thing makes sense with the time dilation like it you've you cleared this all up. It, it, it makes perfect sense. I love that. Um, it's still not clear on if uh, the Lawton was uh, sunk by Godzilla or the Iron Dragon. It wasn't quite clear of what it was yet, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still thinking it's Godzilla. Yes. I also love the idea of Godzilla having a job. I love that, too. Well, they're really playing into the idea that, yes, he is the alpha of that world. He just uh, kind of doing his work. <laughs> when he came in, when so when Lee is trying to lure him down, like once they establish, like you need a Titan to go through the portal to drag it back. Yeah. So they're yeah. calling Godzilla, and then he calls the Iron Dragon down, and Godzilla just steps out. And he's got his hands on his on his hips. It's it's that disappointed meme. It's that guy like going like, <laughs> like he's just yeah. It's like what the hell is this? Like it. It's almost like Kurt Russell in Tombstone. He's walking in, and he's he's giving Johnny Ringo like some guff. Like I'm like, she's like, ah, just more, more of this, really? All right, let me just beat the crap out of this thing, and we'll move on. The fight though was fantastic. I did love the fight, even though how short it was. Mike, it's the first. I realized it's the first time in ten years, at least, Godzilla's fought a brand new villain the last new one would have been the mudos so yeah. this is the first time seeing godzilla fight someone new which was a nice change of pace i'm like i appreciate the addition of the other titans um i i i didn't pick your brain what'd you think of the new the new monsters they introduced like the ice fark you know i i know that in order to have some control over the lore they made the writers the creators and stuff made kind of their own like mutos Mm-hmm. They make their own titans and everything. I'm okay with them. Like the design to me, I think is stuff that you may have seen before mm-hmm. in other shows. If you watch a pitch meeting with Ryan George, it's a YouTube show where he goes down the plot holes of all the movies. They always say that Marvel has another faceless army mm-hmm. in every Marvel film. They were like, oh, so at Endgame, it's Thanos and a faceless army, and it's just a CGI army, and it flashes back to the first Avengers of Loki and also the Jatari, and they're faceless. Yeah. I know that they're visually different, but I almost felt like I've seen some of these kaiju designs before somewhere else. But with that being said, I like creatures like Mother Longlegs, which is just – a very big spider because I remember being shocked where we thought it was bamboo. Yeah. But it turned out to be stabbing the people that were with Brie Larson and um, uh, Tom Hiddleston's characters. My God, their name escapes me at the moment. 
However, so I like things that are based off of established creatures that we have now, but I also feel like it's, if you're going to make something completely new, then there's a little bit of a challenge there because a lot of designs is people may feel like has been repurposed from somewhere else. They're not terrible. They're better than whatever I can come up with. True. But, uh, you know, when, when he's fighting the Iron Dragon, I thought to myself, you can't lose to this little twerp. No. I know he spat something in your eyes. You could be blind. I mm-hmm. hope not. But you cannot you cannot be king of the monsters and not win against this creature. Yes. I just I, I I appreciate the the gratuitous violence in which Godzilla beats the crap out of this thing. Like it was uh as I told my brother, I'm like, this is gamma level violence. Like he rips off his wing yes. and just chucks his ass through that portal. <laughs> So that means there's a hole somewhere where the, this, the corpse of this monster is just going to get spat back out. Yeah. So it's pro- some poor some poor bastard in Rio de Janeiro is probably enjoying their day, and then the corpse of this giant bat monster just spits out of the ground and lands in front of them. Like that that's the wild, wacky world of of the uh, the Hollow Earth. So um, it does give did some. You like them? Did you like them? I did. You know what I did? I look. I. Oh, you're muted. You're muted on accident. Oh, there right. we go. There we go. I bumped something. No, it's no yeah. problem. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so I asked if you liked the designs. I did. I actually have been in the camp of, especially with the legendary movies and the monsterverse. I'm like, let's let's move into our own thing. Let's right, make right. new. Right. I'd rather have new than rehashes. I understand the appeal and the allure of like upgrading, you know, some of the older monsters with modern special effects. I'm good. You know what? I got the I got all the big ones. I got Mechagodzilla, I got Ghidra, I got Rodan, I got Mothra. You know, if, if one day we get Anguirus down the line, that's cool. But the rest, I'm like, no, let's explore new ideas, new new monsters, new concepts. I would much rather if this, ironically, this thing's going to have long legs. Uh, you need to kind of create new, you need to add new elements to it and making new monsters is a big part of that. So I'm more down with them coming with like an ion dragon over saying like, well, let's, uh, we could throw Rodan back in there or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more down with new stuff. That's kind of why I'm I'm digging what I've seen out of Godzilla and Kong, New Empire. I'm like, yes, give me the evil Kong. We already got the evil Godzilla. We've never had an evil Kong. Like Shimo, the new ice monster. Yes, that that this is the stuff that I want out of this over say, you know, like I just said, like they can dig down like, oh, we're gonna do guy again. I'm like, that's cool, but I've seen this stuff done dozens of times now like i need new i need fresh like let's do that so i am much more in line with the, with any with legendary doing any of that over shelling out the money to you know just do a giant upgrade of a classic monster so the new guys i appreciate but i'm like if you're gonna do them i want them big just give them to me big i want at least a rival 
So, and the thing I, I kind of want more than anything else, I'm like, start building a roster for Kong to hang out with. Either have some buddies for him, have some rivals. That's that's kind of the world I want in the, in the MonsterVerse right now. Like, so, but that is my long-winded answer to that. Over, yeah, over overall, I think people are going to enjoy the backstory mm-hmm. with Lee, Keiko, and Bill. I think that's what when it comes to human characters, they are the strongest. They are the strongest. strongest, Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, like with with like Shaw and everything, you just you're wondering Mm -hmm. which side he's on, because when you're only watching snippets, I had friends ask me, is he good or is he bad? I'm like, well, we'll know when you watch the whole show. Yeah. Where he's going, what he's doing. Um, which I felt was interesting because it makes him a much more three-dimensional character. He's much more compelling to like. Well, do again, it. There, there's a point when they're at the um, the site in Kazakhstan, yeah. and Kate is going to him. And she's like, "This is all about Kiko, isn't it? This isn't about stopping monsters." He looks at her, he's like, "Well, yeah, duh. This is, of course, this is about Keiko. Like, I'm not, I'm not even hiding it. Like, you're just figuring this out now. Like, come on. Like, of course, this is all for her." So, and of course, just really, really Kurt Russelling it up too. But again, that's what I would say, smart writing with a dumb character. And Kate kind of like, oh, I figured it out. And Kurt's character kind of going like a little meta, like, you're just now picking this up. We're eight episodes in on this. Like, and you're just now figuring out this is what I've been up to the entire time. So, um, I, uh, I did like the little snippet of like they threw in the extra footage from Godzilla versus Muto from the first movie that was in the deleted scenes. They recycled it for when he's sitting there in the old home watching the, the TV. I'm like, Oh, you gave us a little extra. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I did like the evolution that they played with, with Godzilla. Like when we saw him in, was it 54? And he was kind of lean and a little more like, he looked a little more like upbeat before he walked up to the uh, the nuclear bomb and had it blow up in his face. Face, I know he got blown in the face. Yeah, the like, fact so- <laughs> he got blown in the face and didn't kill all of humanity is a mm-hmm. mercy. Well, as we found out, all they did was essentially just give him a giant protein shake. Like it just bulked him up. Like he got his creatine in for the day. Like he just went healed up and then just just bulked up. But I just remember when that. When that scene happened and people were like, it's like, he, he was like a little puppy going for his dish, but they didn't realize it was electrified. Like this was a terrible experiment for, for him. So, um, yeah, just explaining like why he's just huge and jacked and bulky and like, it's, you know, the little aesthetics like that. I appreciate stuff like that. Um, to be fair, like the effects were pretty good too. Like I'll give them full credit where credits due. Like everything looked pretty good for the small snippets. My main thing is, um, uh, the Randolph Bill's adopted son, Kate and Kataro's father. The mystery of like what the hell he was up to and what his whole game plan was. I don't even think the show figured out what that. They're just like, we need this guy to have a double life. Yeah. And he's yeah. going to meet him. And then he's going to disappear. Like, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason other than, like, I'm trying to prove my dad correct. And at any point, like, when he's, you know, 
when they finally like when they finally got to the point where Kitaro and and his dad meet back up at the apartment in Tokyo, like I'm sitting there and there's a point and I'm like, wait, is this a flashback? No, it's modern. And they it felt like writing wise are like, let's just get this done with because this has been the whole crux of the show and we went down other routes like, we yeah. just got to wrap it up and this guy. It never really explains why, like, he cheated on his wife in the first place. I'm assuming that's Kate. Kate was, you know, Kate's mom was the uh, other woman. So they um, they are all over the map on the. I mean, look, I get for interesting story for interesting story wise, like, yes, a man having two two families, but his motivation, why he was doing what he was doing. It, none of it made any sense to me other than, like, we just need a reason for these kids to be globe-hopping to, you know, be where Godzilla's going to be because their dad's going to be there. Like, even when he got – when he came back into the picture and yeah. at the end, spoilers, when he went to work with Apex, you know, it made sense to how, how Apex got their hand on a lot of, like, Titan material. But it's still, like – it was, like – it felt so – how to put this without sounding like an asshole? Half ass. It felt very half ass. So <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Like that that whole thing, the payoff on that felt so limp that I even at the end I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like Kurt Russell got sucked into another void, so he's probably somewhere in the future. So that if they want to either do another show or, God willing, they want to put him in a, in the next movie, which God I hope. Um. You know, they figure out a way. As you said, no body. No crime. No, no body, crime. no crime, Sean. And the moment yeah. you figure out that Kentaro and Kate have the same father, but mm. then, like, how are they related? But they don't know. All I hear is Leslie Nope's voice when she mm -hmm. goes, only men have secret families. Yes. <laughs> and she goes on and I'm like... It's it very, very, very much so. <clears throat> like, it's, it's like... Mom? Oh yeah. my goodness. That 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 woman, like you're sitting there like, girl, come on, you could do better. Like you are like too much of a pushover. Like even at least Kate's mom was like, eh, I kinda had a you know, suspicious feeling, but you know, we live in San Francisco. That's the free love era. Like it came back to me. It's like even stuff like both of you are kind of like I, I don't I don't know what to think of either of you other than like you guys should be more mad that this guy kept a secret life on two dip on the closest points of two sides of the Pacific, ironically. <laughs> it's like you if you did this in New York and then Tokyo, like I feel like you could get away with it much more than San Francisco and Tokyo where it's just a, a quick jaunt over by a plane ride. So still, I'm like <sighs> you didn't really this guy didn't earn the redemption or anything. It wasn't like Scott Pilgrim where it's like, no, I learned not to be an asshole. Like, no, like, sadly, I'm, you know, kind of a dick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, my mom disappeared and I knew about giant monsters and my dad was, my adopted father was eaten by a skull crawler. So that has led me to a life of ill repute, of uh, you know, keeping two different women in the dark about each other and my relationship with them while fathering a child with each of them. It's like, okay, cool. So and overall, like, 
Godzilla wants yeah, go none on. of your human drama. That's why Godzilla wants none of your human drama. He's like, I could, I don't like Look, man. cheating stories. <laughs> like, like, like I said, the opening of the show, like when Mandalorian was out and we had Rise of Skywalker, we had one episode of Mandalorian left when Rise of Skywalker came out. I walked out of Rise of Skywalker going, wow, man, that went downhill real quick. Well, at least I had Mandalorian. And I went home to the greatest season final I had watched, watching um, the Chicken Man take on, you know, Mando, uh, Creed, and uh, Gina Carano, and uh, the dude from uh, um, the IT crowd as a robot sacrificing himself and then the dark saber. I'm like, this is all like, what, what, how can, how can these things be in the same world? <laughs> one just be a complete, like we just threw whatever at the wall and so it's sticking this. We laid it out. You are salivating for the next helping. Like we had Godzilla minus one and then we had, Monarch. Now I get it. They're they're they are the same, but they are very different. It's two different studios. I the argument isn't as sound, but I would say that yes, when we went from you know dealing with trauma of a man who was a who wussed out on his patriotic duty and ended up getting his um, all of his uh, friends and uh, crewmates murdered by a dinosaur. And dealing with the guilt of that did far better than dealing with survivor's guilt of Godzilla accidentally knocking over a school bus full of children that he had hopped out of much, much better. So <laughs> one was a little bit better than the other. I'm just going to put it that way. But in the overall gestalt of things, like I, like you said, I think Monarch is a solid B show. When it leans into the lore, it's at its best. When you yeah. give us the backstory of Bill and Kate or uh, uh, Kiko and Lee. And every time uh, I see uh, Kurt Russell on screen, I'm just like, yes, this is a, this is a beautiful and bold future. We could just ignore it. Like you just fan edit some of this stuff out. I would say it's 75%, a damn good show. And the other 25, well, that's just the, uh, the tax you have to pay to get to the good stuff. So, yes, Yes, usually I don't like flashbacks. Well, mm -hmm. it depends. It depends. But this time I did like the flashback. Yeah. And I don't see why it wrestled in a lot of stuff. My first actual introduction of him is in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that's your first thing, you're like, oh, man, don't like him. Knockoff version of his dad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did great. Did great. He did fantastic. He was really aping yeah. his dad in some parts too. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. 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 The part where Bill and Keiko were very close and then Lee shot like he just comes around the corner and he hears them talk and he's just mm -hmm. feel it. You're like, oh dang. He's channeling some Kurt Russell acting energy there from his dad. And you felt mm -hmm. so bad. You're like the love triangle is starting. And you know he was the bigger man. He stepped back. He allowed them to have to have themselves. That is that is taking the high road. Yes, the soldier through and through the sacrifices. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I, you know I'm glad it. I'm glad this show exists. Again, like if you asked me 20 years ago. 
you think you'll ever see a Godzilla TV show? I would say, no, no, never. Maybe an anime. At that point, I, I was still starstruck 20 years ago. I'm like, why hasn't there been a Godzilla anime? You know, we live in a world where there's... Three of them? No, four of them, if you see Four of them, yes, including yeah. Singular Point. And it just feels like at times people are like, yeah, that's cool. What else you got? I'm like, oh, this shows we have way too much now. So, but a live action show that is movie quality, that is like blockbuster movie quality with names, with a pretty good talent of, of writers and, you know, actors in front of the screen and behind the scenes. Like this, this should not exist in any, in any world, but we now live in a world where there's people seriously pushing for some Oscar nominations for a Godzilla movie. So all bets are off. We live in a fantastic timeline and I'm glad that we do have Monarch. Um, I just pray to whatever God that is out there that we get a physical release of this uh, on home video sometime down the line because I am done paying for Apple now that the show's done and they are not getting my money back. So I'm not keeping this I'm not keeping that subscription open just so I can go back because I think I'm good. I think this is one of those one watch and um, if it comes out on DVD, I'll happily buy it so that way I can sit there and go through the entire timeline of things but um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not worth paying 9.99 for another subscription service I am never going to use. So, final <laughs> thoughts, Jessica. Uh, I really was shocked with Apex and Kong. I think mm -hmm. those were the two biggest shockers for me. I did love the lore of more knowing more about Hollow Earth and kind of how that works and the gravity and the Ion Dragon, all of that. If there is a season two, great, but it's not for me something where like I have to have a season two. And if it is, I hope it is even better than the first one. I really liked What If from Marvel. And what if two season two came out? It wasn't. I loved what if season one, but if mm -hmm. they ended it, I'm like that makes sense. They're just doing some else worlds. But then they came out with the season two, and I liked it even better than season one in certain aspects. So I'm very happy to see it. So if there is a season two, I think that's great. However, I don't have to have a season two. It's like a solid B for me. I actually yeah. look more forward to the film that comes out a couple weeks earlier, I believe is like March 29th now or something, uh, a little bit earlier this year, like by yeah, like two it, or something. Yes, it got um, it got picked up, uh, or actually got moved up. There's been um, some shifting. So um, Warner Brothers ironically moved it back to its original release date where it was supposed to be. So okay. we now get it uh, two weeks earlier. Uh, the rest of the world is going to get it over the next week and a half after that. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, the fact that you and I were in Japan a month and a half ago watching <laughs> a brand new Japanese Godzilla movie, and now we are a month and a half away from another Godzilla movie. I just, I, it's so much. It's just coming at me at all, all directions. It was like when, again, going back to Marvel when my dearly departed father and I sat and watched Avengers, the first one, mm -hmm. I took him and we walked out. The man was 56, 57 at the time. And I turned to him like, what did you think? He looked at me as he put a cigarette in his mouth, lit it up. He's like, son, 
I thought you would be dead in the ground as an old man before we ever got anything like this. So the fact that I am seeing these characters like this in my lifetime brings me no shortage of joy. I cannot believe I just watched Iron Man and the Hulk fight a bunch of goddamn aliens. He's like, this is a magnificent future. He also said something else that's a little off color that I'm going to repeat here, but it's funny. But um, that was my father. He was a big man child, but he, he, again, just the fact that he's like, I, I had the, I had the Lou Ferrigno Hulk. That was the closest I got. We had for Superman, we had, you know, Christopher Reeves. And now, you know, you know, the next year I took him to see Man of Steel. And he's like, son, I never thought I'd see anything like this. This is insane. Like, all these characters that I grew up with as a kid, I'm like, these would be cool. It's like, now they're out. Like, we we got one Batman every five years. We thought that was it. Like, man, we're, we're living well. Like, now it's like every six months, there's Captain America. They're doing Thor. He's like, holy shit. Like, I have no idea. Like, this, it's so much. Like, it's just so much. I'm like, yes. And now I'm having that moment. I'm like, there's a there's a Japanese Godzilla movie that people are putting up there with like Scorsese and Spielberg, and they were turning around and we're getting probably the most comic booky Godzilla movie that anybody could conjure up. Running together. I'm, wa- <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching Super Saiyan Godzilla run with with King Kong with a power glove on his on his fist. I'm like that I that again the nine year old me would be have like his brain would just be exploding with raw energy out of his head because he had he would have no idea how to comprehend any of this stuff so it is a glorious future this is the best timeline like i i try cannot re reiterate that enough to people for pop culture it is the best timeline there are doubt like i never thought i would see ant-man on Mm -hmm. on antony flying around Mm -hmm. great little jussie would never thought that would have happened I, I love that anime movie so much too. You have no idea how much I love that first anime the movie. At the yes, end. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, yeah, no, I, I just and the fact that if you were in Japan, you got to see it again in black and white, Godzilla minus one with no color. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see it. I hope it comes out with the English dubs in black As and white. As do I. Well, because the director did say they didn't just monochrome it; they went through. Mm-hmm. He made certain parts darker, certain like there's dimension and nuance to the black and white, so mm-hmm. it's scarier or it's more vivid to you. Not vivid in colors, vivid in terms of what you're seeing. He didn't just turn it black and white like a filter, you know. Yeah, I well, I I point to the one of the best monster movies ever made, The Mist. Frank Darabont went. I'm going to do a black and white version. I have it. I have the DVD sitting in the other room because he's like, um, this would work well as like a noirish movie. Mad Max Fury Road did a monochrome version. Logan had a monochrome version. Uh, oh, Guillermo del Toro just he went. The only version of Nightmare Alley I saw was the black and white version, and honestly, that's how it's going to remain because. It was so good in black and white. I'm like, I don't think I could watch this in color because it will spoil this movie for me. So uh, this Justice is the League. only image. Justice League, black and white, wasn't it? Oh, no, Justice League. They, Did they? 
They did not put out the black and white version. I think they released the black and white version on Max, but I don't believe the DVD has it because I have the DVD. I don't think it has okay. the black and white okay. version. I do believe that they gave it like a release in that. I think Snyder actually screened it somewhere too. Because that was the only version he had. It was none of it was color timed yet, so it was just all monochrome. So I think he's. I think he managed to work something in there of like, we could put it out. How everyone was seen it forever, and you could view it that way too. So why not? Like I love black and white. I love black and white as an aesthetic for to be done as movies, and I kind of wish more people would go back to do it because there is, there's you can work greatness, atmosphere, mood, tension with just lighting and that's that is something we have lost a lot of so uh yeah i really hope we get um minus one minus color as it's called um i'm actually going to reach out to our good friend kazuki because he said he's going to be viewing it so hopefully we can maybe get uh you know some uh boots on the ground reaction to how it's doing over there but i do know that as of this recording as we're recording this weekend godzilla minus one has crossed the $100 million barrier worldwide box office. So I cannot believe that, but it is true and it is astonishing beyond belief. So and it's, it's still playing in theaters. It got pushed for another week. It just keeps going and going. It's like the Energizer Bunny. It will not stop. So I'm going to give it one more showing this week because I feel like I need to cleanse myself after these last couple of weeks and uh i still haven't seen it on imax so i'm gonna see if i can try to find an imax screening i've seen the other versions imax is the last one that eludes me so all right i think that is going to wrap it up for this episode um jessica where can the good people find more of us you can find us on youtube at the kaiju kingdom podcast instagram facebook now, Instagram and Facebook is also great because Chris is just posting stuff every day. YouTube just also has our, obviously, our podcast, but all of the reviews, like he said earlier, of all of our toys that he actually had put out. We are also the Kaiju Kingdom podcast at gmail.com and as our website for .com and wherever podcasts are found. And, yes, I am slowly working my way to archiving all of the back episodes of the show up there for people because I just realized uh, not a couple months ago that all of our episodes are not available on the streamer. Now, you can download them, but I have not poured them over to the new site yet, so they're a little hard to find, so I'm working my way through that. So just bear with me, but we're getting a lot up there. So, And there's a lot of footage from Japan still that's coming up, tons of stuff. So please, if you want to really su help support the show in any way, and we're not selling anything, but you want to help support us, we are getting the YouTube channel monetized. You can always subscribe, you know, give us a watch, whatever. That will help us out, and thus we can get more stuff to you guys. So on that note, that will wrap it up for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. For myself and Jessica, thanks for watching, guys. Ah, shut off. Oh, no. Stepped on my, stepped on my delivery. Hold on, let me no. see it again. There it's we okay. go. Okay. Thanks for watching, guys. And we'll see I you love next. it. <laughs>